my recordings, it showed me like negative time in Audacity. Mm. Mm. That's fine. <laughs> That's probably mm. fine. That's fine. Definitely nothing to worry about. <sighs> yeah, you're just recording backwards through the Jeremy Bear me. <laughs> Previously on Bad Heroes. Gideon, you blow that whistle, and Reva, 84 people stare at you in utter confusion, because none of them are fucking werewolves. Didn't I tell you this is a nice town? Not the kind of place for a monster hunt. And don't let me catch you in those woods. There's nothing there. We are not going to find anything here, so it is my suggestion we follow where this path breaks off and see what we can find in the forest. The woods east of Socialia used to have an autumn this time of year too, but now only Sanguine Silvis has an autumn like this. It's because Vire got hotter, but not Sanguine Silvis. That means there's something old and powerful in there that can keep the weather moving as it always has, hmm? You guys see on the ground beneath you, footsteps. Somebody left under the distraction that we were causing. Who wasn't at the town hall? The one that we did not see there was Zephyr's wife. Riva is pretty sure everyone is lying when they say that there's a trail that they're following. <laughs> you guys see, pressed into the trunk of a massive oak tree, a crimson handprint. Eww. The reason that the trail ends here is because it begins up there, and he points up toward the tree. Hey guys, found some water over here. You guys head over there, and you guys see that this clearing is beautiful. If we camp a little bit further away from here, we can rest for the evening and pick back up tomorrow. I think making camp sounds nice. As you guys begin to sleep, you guys hear someone clearing their throat. You lost, strangers. This figure is not alone. A dozen eyes reflect the firelight back at you from within the trees. It's time to turn around and leave. You're not welcome here. Today, I will for the first time be inviting you beautiful people into a Roll20 map. Ooh. Or I I would if I could figure out how to do that. I cannot believe they sponsored us. <laughs> Looking at our own incompetence, I cannot believe that they sponsored us. It's okay. We'll grow. So, welcome to the map. Wow. Cool. And you guys can probably see the area of interest where there's a little tent drawn and a campfire that I accidentally made about 10 feet wide, which I'm going to go ahead and say it's not. That's a bonfire, I think. Well, no wonder they found us. (laughs) That's literally the exact same thing Rev said earlier. (laughs) Okay, so we're in Roll20. We've done that. Shall I narrative Mm -hmm. us? Beneath a nearly full moon, six pairs of eyes reflect the dying fire back at you. And although all that stand before you are humanoid in shape, you know their true form to be much more. Because in the usually quiet part of your mind, the part that separates predator from prey, you know without a doubt that these are predators of the highest order. And a shiver down your spine tells you that maybe you should run. Red oak leaves crowd above you. Damp earth sinks ever so slightly beneath you. And six strangers stand before you, telling you to leave. Everyone, roll a will saving throw. 
that 27 there. I got 20. 22. 17 plus 5, 22. Okay, so you guys feel this fear, but it doesn't it doesn't stay with you. You guys are able to shake it off. So tell me where you guys are right now. Uh, Tonrir is looking up and he's going to slowly stand up from the fire, keeping his hands upward and away from his body just to show, you know, no threat. But for the moment, he's not going to talk. He's just standing up. So he's in a little bit more of a mobile position. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Iria also stands up, but doesn't move. Okay. The tent was open, so Gideon is still sitting in the tent, but obviously not meditating anymore. Her eyes are open, and her hands are kind of still resting on her legs, but she hasn't stood up because she's still inside. Okay. Reva had been reclining in the shadows by the fire, and she is not going to stand up. She's going to stay in the shadows for now. Okay. So this stranger has just asked if you are lost and then instructed you to leave. Uh, Tonner will uh, speak up then. He'll ask as, as gently as possible, upon whose land do we trespass? I think you know exactly where you are. I heard from Drew that you were asking around town about wolves. Now, that makes you sound like a hunter, doesn't it? He nods and says, I can see why that's the case, but that is not the purpose of our journey here, at least not for me. And he looks up and around for a moment, trying to show, again, the appreciation for the forest, despite the tension of the situation. And he says, I do not wish for us to get off on the wrong foot. My name is... Tonmir Seni, and these are my companions. Iria nods behind him. Roll charisma. And Iria, you can actually help if you want to. By rolling charisma? If you roll a 10 or higher on your check, the character you're helping gets a plus two bonus on his or her check. Let's see. I got a 12. Okay. Plus two right. to Tonmir's. So that would have been 17 in total then. They visibly relax looking at you. And I think that now that everything's calmed down a little bit, you get a better look at them. The person speaking to you appears to be unarmed. They aren't carrying anything that you can see. They wear simple blue pants that are banded around their waist and their ankles, but loose everywhere else. They have no belt and no shoes. In fact, the only thing they have is these heavy leather gloves which are far too large for their human hands and which hang loosely from straps around their wrists. And this stranger surveys you and says, I'm Pax. Why are you here? Here he is trying to figure out a way to say how we're here without sounding like we're hunting. Yeah. Did you say that the figure had moved closer? No, I think they're standing still. Okay. But you see not just them, but you see five other sets of eyes. And for envisioning this environment, you can see that the leader, a person who's spoken, is directly northwest of your little camp. You can see another set of eyes directly behind them, two to their left and two to their right. They are fanned out five to ten feet apart from their nearest neighbor, as if to half encircle you. So the way that you guys came 
is open to you. The way forward is not. That's where that path is behind. Yes. Okay, I see it now. Yeah, the path that you guys came is directly to the east of you. The clearing that you guys walk to is directly to the west of you. If no one else has anything to say, Iria will speak up. Yeah, go for it. So we have a friend who has informed us of an affliction that might be um, present in these woods. And our, our friend has ways of possibly curing this affliction. So we've come to get more information and, you know, talk to those around here to see if there's any way we can help. Okay, roll diplomacy. That's a 14. As soon as you say the word cure, there's sort of a whisper that passes through this group. But the person you're talking to surveys you suspiciously and folds their arms and says, That sounds a lot like a pretty lie, honestly. There's no such thing as a cure. Listen, you seem nice enough, really. But please, turn back around and leave the way you came. I don't want to kill you. Whether we go towards you or whether we head back, death will be waiting. That took an ominous... That sounds a lot like a threat. (laughs) (laughs) For more for us and not for you. Like, because he didn't... he, He understood that they perceived it as a threat and he wanted to iterate that it was more for him and his crew than them. Ah, we're gonna die. <laughs> mm. All right. So then, um, once that is said, Gideon will stand up swiftly, but not like abruptly or threateningly, and move behind Tonrir and address them and say, "They've introduced themselves as Pax, P-A-X." Okay. So yeah, Gideon stands up and moves, still behind Tonrir, but kind of offset, and addresses Pax directly and says, "What if it were not a lie?" Some would say there was no cure for vampirism until now. I think Pax just looks at you very curiously, and holding up their hands to show that they have no weapons, they move to approach you. Do you allow that? Yes. Gideon is still standing behind Tonrir. Because they're right in front of me, I'll just stay as I am, just hands up my side. Riva, Iria? As Pax starts approaching, Riva rolls over in the darkness and actually seems to disappear if anyone's looking in that direction. (laughs) She's just gone. Make me a stealth check, please. (laughs) That's gonna be a no from me, dog. 12 plus 7, that's a 19. (sighs) Okay, let's see. Let me contest that. Very sketchy, this thing you're doing. Sketchy character does sketchy things. Okay, were you very hidden before? Like, you don't think that... Uh, I mean, fetchlings also have a passive feet called shadow blending so if it's like dark generally they're just harder to see okay well pax didn't see you disappear where do you go so i have a skill called dimensional slide um <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> awesome like a dance move. <laughs> Reba just like electric boogalooed her way right out of this dimension <laughs> Uh, you expend one point from your arcane reservoir to create a dimensional crack that you step through to reach another location. What? Oh, I was looking at something like that, but it was like a mirror something. 
So I imagine that she just like opened up a tiny crack in between dimensions and like slipped right through it. This barrel rolled through. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna wind up uh, up in a tree. I knew it. Do you think Iria saw this? Because Iria is behind Reva. Roll perception. Oh my god. I I don't like these dice. <laughs> I got a four. <laughs> okay. Should we also roll perception? Yeah, go for it. Or, sorry, I got a 15. I think that's still not good enough. I think it was a 17, right, Reva? It's a 19. 19. Even I got 27. Gideon, you saw. You saws it all. <laughs> <laughs> She's a slippery one, that one. Whoops, perfect. Tonner, you, did you notice anything? No, I didn't because I got a 13 out of that. Okay. So Pax is approaching to have a conversation. Can I move? Yes, of course. Iria's just going to move up towards um, Tonner and Gideon. Into the fire. Am I in the fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm into the bonfire. Can I just be like go. on the side? <laughs> I'm not laying flat, so. <laughs> Listen, I'm really sorry that I drew a like 20 foot campfire. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm new to roll 20. <laughs> you're doing wonderfully. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're not inside the fire. You're just near the fire. So I think as Pax approaches you three, not noticing that Reva just dimensional slid herself right out of view and up into a tree like a scared kitty cat, Pax approaches. And as they do, you see the firelight reflect off of their eyes, just as it would an animal's eyes. And I think Pax comes pretty close, comes within about five feet. And you can see very clearly they don't have any weapons. And now that you get a closer look at them, you can see that those gloves that are hanging off of their wrists that are far too big have these really massive claw shapes built in as if they are covers for claws. Mm. And Pax, with their arms folded, says, All right, tell me everything. And then Gideon tells him everything. <laughs> <laughs> them, it's them. Oh, yes, them. <laughs> just absolutely everything <laughs> well i grew up in this <laughs> <laughs> i grew up in the beautiful nation of silver scale actually let me ask you a more direct question mm -hmm. as they approach and they examine you they say tell me everything and then they say let's start with who do you work for who do i work for who do i work for <laughs> who do you work for <laughs> who do you work for <laughs> <laughs> How to play this one. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> you mean literally or like theoretically, spiritually? <laughs> I like to think of myself as my own master. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. We work for someone very powerful, but also very intelligent. They are seeking answers and, if possible volunteers for additional research. We were able to find willing volunteers when we came across a nest of vampires, and the research has yielded promising results for a cure. Roll diplomacy. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's a natural 20, but I also have six in diplomacy. Ooh. I think... Oh my god, I think I'm being killed. Hey, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a foster kitten in here. I was like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> Nobody ever told me baby kittens were like so sharp. Hey, go, go, go. 
He's purring his face off. <laughs> He's like, that was fun. <laughs> Can you guys hear him? I hear the purr. <sighs> okay, come on. Let's leave. Rolling nat 20s hurts the GM. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne, can I petition that it's forever? Uh, or, sorry, uh, forward mentioned as, uh, not forward mentioned, what's the, what's the phrase? Hereafter mentioned as, <laughs> no, You're too that's not it. Mentioned. It shall uh, be in the future. <laughs> Forthwith, no. What are words? Uh, what? <laughs> hereafter, man. There we go. From now Thank on, you. forever. From now on, forever. I need you to name that spell dimensional yeet. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, you got a natural 20, so I'm pretty sure. Plus six. Plus six. <laughs> I think with that, Pax gestures, and if you guys are okay with it, the other five individuals approach as well. They are armed, but they are not holding their weapons up like a threat. Hmm. How do you guys feel about that? That's fine. It's not like we have much of a choice, huh? <laughs> There's also that. <laughs> you feel okay? <laughs> Tonrir will cross his arms across his chest just to, you know, do something with them. <laughs> okay. They're kind of near you, Reva. They're kind of near the tree that you're in. <laughs> but nobody seems to notice you yet. She's trying very hard to not make sounds happen. <laughs> to be stealthy. There's the word. Don't make a smell either. <laughs> <laughs> so a human man who is dressed like a barbarian approaches in a wheelchair, like a wooden wheelchair. And you get the impression that as he's moving, he's actually using wood shape hmm. as he's moving his wheelchair over like unfavorable terrain. It's moving really well. And if you look closely, you can actually see the wheels reshaping themselves as they pass over obstacles. A slender female archer approaches and she is an elf. A human fighter approaches, a half-elf approaches, and a female gnome approaches. And they all sort of stand around Pax, and they're holding weapons, but they are not drawn. And this is going so much better for you guys than I thought it was going to. <laughs> so Iria just pulls out the portal and says, hop on in. And then they all hop through. <laughs> and that <laughs> hey, that's the arc. Thanks for coming. Wild hunt. Brought to a close. See you guys next time. Perfect. <laughs> As they all approach and Tonrir's noticing them, there's a continued uh, like increase in the look of fascination and intrigue on his face. Like there's a lot of things that are are going on right now with how they present themselves between the elf, the half-elf, the wood shaping, just the general natural look that they have within the woods. So yeah, as they all approach, he's going to have an expression of fascination and wonder more than fear at this point. He's genuinely curious now as they approach. And I think that he'll offer just a simple elven greeting to those that he recognizes as elf and half elf. And he'll pull back his own hood to, you know, to show his ears too. You can actually see the female elven archer who is very tall and slim. Her hood, she actually pushes it down to return the sentiment. And her hood, you can see, has two long cuts in the top that you assume may be for ears, but not elven ears, uh, wolf ears. Mm -hmm. And the half-elf actually gives you like a really, really warm smile as he approaches. And I think you guys all stand in awkward silence for a second. <laughs> And then Pax gestures to your fire and says, shall we sit? Seems like a conversation. 
I was going to ask if we recognize anyone as being from the village. No, you don't recognize any of these people. Yes, come gather around our bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of room. <laughs> don't get in, though. It's Sonrir <laughs> yeah. nods, gestures to it, and looks to the other two. And then I think at this point, he's probably going to realize that Reva's nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> Reva's gone. Yeah, the yeet happened. He won't say anything about it, though, for the moment, just in case. And Tonra will just start off with a leading question as he, as he goes to sit at the fire. And he says, so you are. And he just lets it trail there. <laughs> Werewolves? Yeah. And I think Pax comes and, if you're okay with it, sits next to you. He'll, uh, Tonra will take a deep breath, but not, uh, you know, allow it and just sit down and as he does so i think it'll be right next to where he was before he's just gonna push his bow aside a little bit just a little bit further out of reach and uh uh, kind of as this is happening gideon moved from behind tonrir to sit on the other side of the fire next to not rev iria rev's in the game now (laughs) (laughs) to sit next to iria but we'll cast cantrip i have called message Mm -hmm. so I can whisper messages and receive whispered replies. Mm-hmm. And I point my finger at a creature I want to receive the message. And I love that cantrip, by the way. Very useful. It says those nearby can hear the messages with a DC 25 perception check. I don't know what okay. nearby. I think Pax would constitute nearby since they have now joined you guys. Okay. So who, who are you sending the message to? I'm sending it to Reva. Oh, <laughs> mm, just Pax then, I would say, because you do have to like whisper the message and Pax is pretty close to you. Okay, they are also on the other side of the fire and talking to Tonrir, so I don't know if that will be a distraction. How about I'll take a disadvantage on the check because of distance. Okay. I'll take a minus five on the check. Okay, then Gideon is going to target the message at Riva and the message will just be, are you okay over there? Because that way, if Pax hears it, it's not suspicious. Yeah. (laughs) Reva receives this message. She had been crouching kind of on a branch a little ways up the tree. Not the lowest branches, a little higher up. Is the nature of this cantrip such that, I mean, I guess she would recognize Gideon's voice. Yeah, I think you just recognize Gideon's voice. Okay. So she's going to look down at everyone who's seated around the campfire and look at Gideon in particular. So I'm going to roll to see if Reva is familiar with the workings of this spell. <laughs> so Reva's not like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> Fall out of the tree. <laughs> she doesn't really know what's going on. So she doesn't know that she can just whisper back at Gideon, but she's going to look She's gonna look over at Gideon and just give a thumbs up. <laughs> Whether or not Gideon's looking at her is another matter. Okay. okay. Um, L- let me roll this perception check to see if Pax picks up on this whole sort of <laughs> comedy of errors. Okay, no, Pax is not. Not even not even close. So Okay. So um Gideon rolled an eighteen for perception to see Reva's thumbs up. Is that good enough? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that'll fine. work. Okay. So then yeah, she's going to say you can respond. As Gideon whispers gently in your ear <laughs> that you can respond. <laughs> she's gonna like very quietly clear her throat. Kind of like, like this. 
<laughs> Gideon, Gideon's going to try to hide a little smile as she's looking into the fire and looking at Pax and just say, yes, just like that. <laughs> do you, do you need anything? <laughs> Is there anything get you? <laughs> you want a nice cold one? <laughs> I need some s'mores. A, a tonic water. You want, you want a werewolf? We got six now. <laughs> uh, Ruva was hardcore banking on this encounter breaking bad. Oh, oh so yeah. bad. <laughs> Spoiler alert, so was the GM. <laughs> I got like pages of fight stats that I can't do jack shit with now. Yeah, I feel like we're all just kind of like, well, what do we do now? We're not fighting. Uh-huh. She's going to say, um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm just, I, I just need some space. So. Well, this spell only lasts for 10 minutes. Oh, wait, no, it's 10 minutes per level. What level am I? Okay, five. five. This spell's going to last for like an hour. <laughs> you guys can whisper sweet nothings for literally a solid 50 minutes. So, so, what, so what's your favorite color? <laughs> where, where are you from? Um, what is your quest? <laughs> oh my God, me too. <laughs> Would Aria be able to hear all this whispering from Gideon, like the smiles into the campfire and... If you if you pass the perception check, you could. Uh, right next to you. Okay, let me try. Perception. It's good whispers. It's 25, actually. Oh, oh. well, yeah, it's a 25 perception check. You're in on the joke. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if I'm in on the joke, or I can just hear Gideon whispering, and I'm like, I think what you is can only on? hear, yeah, you can only hear my, well, it says those nearby. Iria, you hear Gideon whisper, do you need anything? <laughs> <laughs> I think Yuri responds, no, I'm okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm good, you weirdo. Um, <laughs> We're kind of in the middle of something, Jesus. This is Dre Silvertooth, and thank you for listening to episode 29 of Bad Heroes, part four of The Wild Hunt. First and foremost, I want to give a huge affectionate shout out to our newest patrons, Eckerd, Hannah, and Nigel. Thank you so much. It really means the world to us when awesome people like you decide to support us. The support you give goes directly into better equipment for the cast and new art and merch for fans of the show. So this podcast is as enjoyable as we can possibly make it. Hey, new wonderful patrons, your help means we have unlocked our patron discord, including game nights with patrons. Now, we probably have too many people to play complex tabletop games like Pathfinder, but we are looking forward to chatting and playing party games, board games, or simple multiplayer games like Among Us, if people so wish. We'll take a vote and figure it out. No matter what we do, I am excited for it. And hey, we are just $9 away from unlocking the Rulethuene sticker. This is a real cute sticker of Tanra's constant owl companion, which, when unlocked, will be sent to all new and current patrons. So if you are able and willing to support us, even at just $2 a month, please go to patreon.com badheroes. And if you don't have the money to spare, you can also support us by telling a friend about Bad Heroes or by leaving a review. It helps more people find us and costs nothing but time. 
plus reviews totally make our day. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BadHeroesCast or email us at BadHeroesCast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, so come say hi. And now, I am excited to share with you a promo from our podcast buddies, Control Group. Bored of D&D? Want to try something else? Why not check out Control Group? We test systems so you don't have to. Using our patented mini-campaigns along with one-shots, we test how far you can stretch systems with our unique ideas and broad storytelling. Our mission statement is to give a voice to those not often heard in the TTRPG community. So whether it be a system you've never heard of, or our testers being people of color, people on the LBGTQIA spectrum, we want to make sure our stories are broad, vast, and told from different perspectives. So whether you want classic role-playing or just big goofs, come listen to us try out systems, some of which we've even made ourselves. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to controlgrouppod.com. That's CTRL, just like the key on your keyboard. There you can find the systems we test, along with easily accessible PDFs. So check us out if you're into Monster of the Week, Passion de los Passiones, Song of Fire and Ice, Blazers and Feelings, Gunsight, Void Worlds, Wizards and Wands, Stranded, Interstitial, The Last Shonen, and so much more! Control Group is a great show to listen to if you want to check out a variety of RPGs beyond the big names out there. You can also follow them on Twitter at ControlPod. That's C-T-R-L-Pod. Music in this episode includes Scenery by Kai Engel and Immersive by Sergei Chermisinov. Extra sound effect by Phonos UPF on freesound.org. And our theme is, as always, Solve the Damn Mystery by Jesse Spillane. I think that's all for now, friends. Our next episode will be out on March 5th. See you then. It says you can whisper messages and receive whispered replies. Those nearby can hear these messages. So does that mean they can hear both the replies and? Sounds like it. Yeah, that's kind of how we played it in the interlude, right? Okay. So yeah, I think you hear like, do you need anything? And you're like, I'm good, you weirdo. And then you hear Reva <laughs> whisper back and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> okay, so then Gideon says, the spell will last for a while. Let me know if you need an out. Of the tree. Like an a, like a firefighter to come like get you, a distraction or something to so that it's not like, hey, look, this intruder just hopped out of a tree and is going to attack us. Okay, she could very uh-huh. well flop herself out of the tree, land on the ground, and be like, "Sorry, I fell asleep up there." <laughs> yeah, Reva's gonna actually make herself kind of comfy. She's gonna like put her hands behind her head, lean against the trunk, just like keeping an eye on things from above. Did Iria do anything when she? Notice the whisperings. I think she first thought that you were whispering at her and then realized <laughs> when Reva responded what was going on because she noticed Reva was gone. Okay. So then Gideon's just going to look at Iria and smile, not say anything, but just give like an awkward smile. Yeah. Iria gives a little knowing nod. <laughs> Y'all think this whole adventure is going to be where's Reva? <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Okay. So. I think Pax comes and sits down next to you. Pax is totally unarmed. And Tonra, at you setting your bow down and kind of scooting it away, Pax gestures and 
The other five set their weapons on the ground. Okay. They are, however, still standing. Yeah. I think that he's just maintaining that look of fascination and almost awe, if I were to you know, give it another word. And he brings his uh, finger up to his chin and he, and he taps a bit. And invariably, his thoughts wander back toward the woods and he says, Have you been in these woods for a long time? Pax smiles and says, Yeah, not long enough, though. I get the impression you know what I mean. Tonmir softly nods with a gentle smile, and he says, A bit. It reminds me of home. Gideon, you had said that you guys work for someone powerful and clever. Is that true? Very powerful, but also very intelligent. Yeah. Very powerful, but very intelligent. I think Pax looks back to you and says, powerful and intelligent doesn't always mean good. Do you got a specific name to go with that, or? Do I have a name? (laughs) (laughs) Does Vesper have a last name? (laughs) Nope. Okay. Vesper's like a rock star or the Pope. No last names. (laughs) (laughs) What what exactly did Pax just say? Intelligent and powerful doesn't always mean good. Do they have a name? Mm, okay. Trying to suss out if you're like, oh, it's the devil, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gideon's going to say, I do agree with you there. Our friend is named Vesper. And they've cured vampires. Do you have any proof of that? Well, if you'd like to follow me through this portal. <laughs> do you have like, do you have Polaroid photos of yourself and Thalia? Like, hey. Some selfies. Uh, I have an idea. You'll figure this out. I will? Yep. You got this. Oh. <laughs> Take it away, boss. Okay. So yeah, Gideon looks straight at Pax and says, you want proof? Here's your proof. And she pulls aside her robe and shows the vampire bite. Ah. That's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> Gideon, roll bluff. Because you most certainly were never a vampire. <laughs> there also is no cure, so. Yeah. Lots of luck. Oh, uh, oh, damn. Okay. Well, I rolled an 11, but my bluff is 12. So 23. Oh, my God. I can't believe my beautiful NPC is being suckered like this. <laughs> I was totally a vampire, okay? <laughs> all right. This is going not the way okay, you all right. it at all. Okay. Oh, it's totally not going the way that I thought it would, but it's just, I had a feeling. As I was, do, as I was doing a bunch of prep work, I was like, I bet this won't matter. <laughs> Welcome to GMing. Oh my God, no kidding. Okay, well, shit, I think Pax sees those two bite marks in your neck, and I I think that actually goes a pretty long way to getting them to believe you. They smile, and they're like, well, shit, I think we have a lot more talking to do, but I can't lie, that is very interesting for a lot of us. And I ask how you found out about us, though. That's, as you might imagine, kind of a big problem for us our whole thing is that people don't know we're here that's why we're alive is it vesper who knew we were here 
I mean, that technically is a yes, right? Because, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, he looked at a bunch of old texts and like poems and stuff that, that had references to this place. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, Tonner will look over at, at Iria. It was Vesper, and it was through old texts, including some song texts, if I remember. Yes, I was trying to find the name of the. The poet who originally wrote it. It was Drakdor Nuz. Yes. What? Good old Drakdor Nuz. Nuz. Drakar Noir? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Vesper. Gideon did say he was quite intelligent. Vesper was able to extrapolate from old texts and poems and songs, specifically one from Drakdor Nuz that nudged him in this direction. Well, made him nudge us in this direction. <laughs> and it's just you guys who know we're here, yeah? Boy, that sure does make it sound like I'm going to kill you, doesn't it? That's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I just... You, okay. Oh, hey, yeah. You just got to understand. Uh, werewolves are not exactly welcome. Uh, everywhere. Like, literally everywhere. We are some of the most hunted creatures on the planet. So the fact that you know we're here... Um, it presents a real problem. No matter what kind of intentions you came with, we're kind of in a lot of trouble now, all of us together. Well, we're we're not sure who else Vesper may have talked to about this. But I don't imagine it's, you know, common knowledge. <sighs> Tonware will add to that and say, I made sure that for at least the first while as we trekked into the woods that nobody was able to follow our scent or trail. The path was hidden. Oh, <laughs> I don't mean Sosalia. They know. Sosalia knows we're here. I knew it. Here you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sosalia is the one that you have the pact with, isn't it? Of course. Drew. Drew's one of ours. She's married to Ephrath. I knew it. <laughs> just a bunch of aha moments coming from over here <laughs> good people in Sosalia really it's okay you don't have to worry about them I heard they did everything they could to stop you from coming in here well, this group tends to be stubborn and he just looks around at the other two just because they're the <laughs> only ones sitting by the fire <laughs> Tonrayer looks back toward Pax and says to them I do have to ask, though. Have you heard of something called the Tothrechno rule? Unfortunately, Pax looks at you with a blank stare and says, No, no, I don't. I'm sorry. He'll give a passing glance to the elf and half-elf just in case to see if it lit up one of their faces, but I'm going to guess not. The full elf actually steps forward and she's wearing this elegant green robe and she says yeah i've heard of it it's not here though sorry tonra will look a little dejected but that's about it you'll maintain face for the while if you're thinking because of how well this forest is maintained that's us Tonrayer's eyebrows arch a bit. 
I mean, this is this is that's like speaking his language, and almost <laughs> like before he like the words escape before he is able to stop them. He says, "I want to learn from you." So she has approached, and she is now the closest to you guys besides Pax. And you guys are having this conversation, and you've asked about this relic that you know can help heal severely damaged forests. I think she she smiles at you, Tonver, and she says, <laughs> "Sorry, <laughs> crunch, crunch." <laughs> and she and she pulls out a bag of chips, and she just starts to go into town. And she says, "As the greatest aspen roots rind together beneath the earth to create one forest." I can tell you and I share a purpose. Tonrir Seni, I'm Iris. Tonrir nods deeply, both at the, the phrasing and to acknowledge her name. And he says, uh, may the yearly bloom always yield favorable futures. I think her smile deepens. And as she is looking at you softly, Tonrir, roll perception. Everybody roll perception. Um, six plus five for 11. 21 for Gideon. Um, 19 for Iria. <laughs> I'm not perceptive AF. Did you see that in the uh, in the chat? <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled a nat one plus 10. <laughs> I don't think you get to add to nat one. So. I don't I think, think so. I think a nat so. one is just, no. a, just a nat one. That's baby. why the... The, that's why that Man. number there is a dark red. Do you see that on the <laughs> dice right there? It's a dark red to say, you failed. Uh, some soot flew into Tonra's eye from the fire. <laughs> yep. Or maybe you're just very enchanted by this new friend that you have made. Yeah. You got straight up hard eyes. Can't see anything. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. But whatever the reason, Gideon, you are the only one who sees it. Oh, good. <laughs> Something moves in the bushes behind Iris. Something moves in the bushes far out beyond her. And then there is a flash of something cutting through the air. And Iris flinches. And the world is still for just a heartbeat. This stranger's eyes drifting out of focus. And then you all watch in horror as her silhouette convulses shudders from head to toe and begins to rapidly grow with an ear-piercing scream. Pax startles. They all startle. And Pax quickly shouts, Iris, what are you? But their voice is drowned out as what started as a scream ends in a discordant, wild howl. And in the firelight, you can see standing before you is no longer an elf, but a massive bipedal wolf dark as the deepest shadows with wild gold eyes. She lets out a terrifying roar, so loud it hurts, and bears huge fangs at you, Tonrir. <clears throat> Let's roll some initiative. Reva says, I fucking knew it! <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, what the... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>